Welcome to what I learned from the podcast version, the audio podcast version. This is also done as a video version, but it's slightly condensed. You guys are getting an extra intro and outro on the audio. So appreciate you uh, being here and listening. And if you wanted to see my face for some reason saying these words, you can do so on YouTube. And my YouTube channel is Forrest Stevens. Today we're talking Kundalini. This is the first of many, I believe, because Kundalini has single-handedly been uh, one of the most impactful things of my life. I I said single-handedly, and then I said one of the most because I wanted to downplay it, but I shouldn't downplay the significance of it, really. It has truly been a huge uh, catalyst for change in my life, and I talk about that a lot in this episode, but I can't really understate how much um how impactful it's been it's simply you know exercise in some ways but it's um beyond that in its ability to uh connect the spiritual emotional and physical so i don't want to i don't want to say too much more in this intro because i don't want to ruin it and i think i said it well enough in the main podcast and like i said i'll be doing more parts of this so listen up and I hope you enjoyed this episode. This is what I've learned from doing four months of kundalini yoga for one hour a day. It's one of the hardest things to describe, and it's something that if you know me personally that I've probably talked to you about already because it just comes up all the time because of the benefits that I've gotten from doing kundalini yoga and the learning that's happened. I've learned so much, and I can't stop talking about it. I feel like I've joined a cult, like for real. And so I'm gonna get into talking about this. I mean, kundalini yoga is a, itself a complicated subject to describe properly and talk about. I'm gonna do my best with that, but I'm also gonna tell you guys about sort of the personal experiences that I have had with kundalini yoga and um, how it's almost like a psychedelic trip that you experience. Like when people talk about, oh, you can get you know, you can get high without drugs. I think um, this was one of the ways that people are getting high without drugs. I have had experiences that are very similar to psychedelics, but they're in their own realm as well um, and have been very fulfilling experiences. And like I said, stuff that I've learned a lot from. So we're going to get into this. We're going to talk about it. And I'm going to just kind of explain as I go because it's such a broad thing. And to give you guys just a base definition, it's a uh, series of poses, meditations, breath work, uh, all designed to sort of awaken the kundalini energy within, which is located in the base of our spine, which is accumulated from uh, the world around us. And we have chakras that these exercises specifically target uh, with the intention of opening them and allowing the kundalini energy to flow through these uh, energy centers. That's what a chakra is essentially. Sort of when we're looking into things like this, uh, we have to allow ourselves to suspend belief. Um, And that's something that I had to kind of overcome. uh, And I decided to overcome it immediately because I thought, okay, I'm just gonna look at this as something I can sort of benefit from, something that's gonna make me physically in shape, uh, maybe help me emotionally, mentally. Um, this spiritual stuff, I'm not, uh, I'm not somebody who um, really concretes themselves in this spiritual talk. Uh, I'm somebody who sort of dabbles into that kind of world. 
but a lot of what I've been learning in Kundalini Yoga has been talking about energy, chakras, these things that don't have a physical place necessarily. And they do cross over to physical places somewhat, but then they, they you know, they start talking about certain glands in our bodies, certain uh, physical organs in our bodies. A lot of what I've been learning has been uh, to connect physical to spiritual and sort of designing and giving those chakras and those energy centers and those things we sort of have to either imagine or um, some say might you know they have uh, visions of this kind of stuff or whatever but we either way we sort of need to create a space for those to exist that that was like one of my first challenges i think how i've done that is by learning uh what the chakras are associated with physically um, even the colors of them and so when i meditate and i'm focusing on certain chakras i will uh, for instance if i'm working on the uh the first chakra the root chakra the color is associated with red uh, it's also associated with the earth it's also responsible for kind of holding all of our memories and is especially tied to ones of early childhood so right there you can see that this is more than just physical exercise and that was a huge draw for me into doing this was the fact that it was physical exercise it was in the middle of winter um, and i wanted to just sort of get moving again and get active and i have i used to do bodybuilding in the past calisthenics uh, i've tried a billion different types of workouts and nothing has really stuck to me because i never saw enough benefit from it um, i wanted sort of the physical gains of it but the physical gains weren't enough to really quantify and justify doing the work that was required um, this kundalini yoga for me has been something that has combined all the different uh, things that you can gain from doing physical exercise. Um, people often talk about being more positive and happier from exercising, but Kundalini Yoga for me has taken it kind of to the next level where it's actually working on those emotions. It's working on those those experiences from your early uh, childhood with the first chakra, um, your experiences from when you're eight to 12 with your second chakra, which is linked to creativity and sexuality. Uh, your your third chakra is dealing with sort of your ego and how you, how you are in this world. And uh, so you'll be dealing with sort of more day-to-day -day present things with that. Your heart chakra is going to be dealing with grief and loss and moving you towards love and compassion and uh, enjoyment for this world. And it is the bridge between the lower and upper chakras. So as we sort of explore the, what Kundalini is and how it's affected me, um, I think it's, it's important to understand um, the why, why I chose to do this and, and what I'm sort of getting from it. And I'm getting so much more than just the physical exercise that I've gotten from uh, yoga or weightlifting in the past because it incorporates uh, meditation and breath work. The Kundalini that I'm doing uh, to give you more context on this is simply a journey through the chakras. It's seven videos that are an hour long and I do one video a day and I progress through the chakras. The first video is for the first chakra, the seventh video is for the seventh chakra. So you progress and you really start to see that these exercises are 
expertly designed and the sequences are are very specific because you can feel the energy as you work out like there's a physical energy inside of us when we engage in in certain muscles and that is um kind of building up in pressure as you continue that exercise but you are really able to push past or at least that's what i've been able to do is really push past those initial feelings and then the energy and the pain and uh everything that comes along with working out shifts its direction it actually goes somewhere else and i've been able to have these experiences during kundalini where at the beginning i'm moving really slow i'm doing this exercise and by the end of it i'm doing it super easy with a big smile on my face and no pain and this is a exercise that is three minutes long so you know there's all these different things that you have to go through to be able to push past to really have the full experience of these exercises. Um, so what that's taught me is that I can push myself way further than I thought I could, that um, I need to trust myself, that I am capable. So there's all of these things that you learn with Kundalini. There's that one is linked to the the physical exercise itself, but it it was also linked to uh, emotional memories that popped up during the exercises, specifically the lower chakra ones, which are to deal with uh, elimination of your life. Um, and the the upper chakra ones are accumulation, so it's what we take in. So those lower ones, they're tied to certain memories that kind of hold us back emotionally. So I've remembered things that I thought were completely mundane uh, in my past or just seemingly sort of meaningless. I just have like a flash of that memory and I think, okay, what is that? Why did I just think of that? And it leads to something else and it's correlated to uh, a deeper feeling that I might have not been in touch with. So it's really opened me up to um, a lot of deeper meaning in my life, a lot of deeper understanding of who I am and what this world is. And it's really expanding my mind kind of like uh, psychedelics in the past have, but with a more day-to-day -day utility. Whereas with psychedelics, they take you up in the time that you're on them and you sort of see the world as it is or um, even beyond what it is. And then you come back down and sometimes those effects last for a while, but they're and they're they're fairly easy to replicate. But what I'm saying is is Kundalini is similar in that aspect. And it takes you to a different place that is just as intense as a lot of psychedelics that I've done in the past. And it's different, though, because it's induced through your body. It's almost like you, you know, like literally we have uh, different um, parts of our bodies, glands, organs that create uh, different chemicals in our body. And we are a chemical you know, our brain is a chemical organ that responds to different chemicals coming up. So um, it makes sense that our own bodies can make us high. And maybe that's what's happening. I'm really not sure what's happening. I'm not a, a chemist. I haven't done the brain scans, none of that. What I do know is what I've personally experienced, which is 
a high like none other that you know might be something of like a um what some people get with like a runner's high but then it's something completely different another day a different chakra so there's all these different things and um it's just really really wild i haven't even gotten into any of the stuff that i've written down i've i've been writing down um kind of during or after the kundalini sessions um really important kind of key moments and that's been huge for me too is because i've had a lot of sort of realizations um during it and then i write those down and i look back on them and i and i think about the significance of them and what they're tied to and that's made me sort of be able to remember this a little bit more i've been actually documenting a lot of this process just for the sake of remembering it a lot more because just like um just like sort of an a psychedelic trip the effects do fade but they are easy to replicate and they actually improve our lives unlike some substances that you can get into where they can sort of um they can create sort of detriments in your life this is something that i found that helps me uh in the short term and the long term but just like anything else it takes consistency and that was a huge thing that i learned actually from the beginning of this is all we have to do is try it's not about doing the pose the same as the person on the video or your yoga teacher or whoever it's about just trying your hardest and pushing yourself past where you think you can it's it's about we have these sort of uh, built-in mechanisms that just sort of stop doing something when something gets difficult and kundalini for me only really works when i push past that when i do more than i think i can to so to sum this up a little bit uh, my first um, point here it combines the physical emotional and spiritual and it does a really good job of balancing those things out whereas um other emotional practices, other spiritual practices, and other physical practices don't do. They sort of help with the one thing, but not all the connection that we need. So this is serving me uh, and serving a lot of my inner parts very well. Uh, it's rewarding like no other exercise because of that. It's, it's fulfilling because we learn so much about ourselves and uh, we have these genuinely amazing experiences during. So sometimes it can be quite challenging to have the experience. Actually, a lot of the times it's very challenging to have the experiences that are induced from um, the Kundalini Yoga. After the Kundalini Yoga is done, uh, we are left not feeling the same. So uh, for instance, in our third eye chakra, our sixth chakra, um, it puts a lot of focus on this part of our body, which um, be, allows us to become kind of more aware of what's happening around us. And we're able to really see deeply into um, any questions that we have about ourselves and about the world. But the world can be quite challenging and you can pick up a little bit too much when you're in this because it's sort of linked, your third eye, for instance, it's linked to anxiety. So if you're prone to anxiety, what I have found is that is sort of a block there it's sort of like a, i can't think my way through this problem but you're not even aware that the problem you've created doesn't exist right that's anxiety is pretty much a situation is sort of dealing with a situation that doesn't exist in our heads 
Um, so that's a blockage sort of in our third eye. But when we are open in our third eye, we see what's around us. And if something around us is not right, um, it can be a challenge to right the wrong. That's sort of where the the fifth chakra comes in a little bit. I find these two work really well together. When the throat chakra is clear, you're able to open up, communicate. There's a problem that you've ju just noticed because you've sort of opened your eyes, right? You've opened another eye. Oh, there's this problem. There's this problem. You're able to speak about that problem and uh, and sort of then treat it with the fourth chakra which is love you know there's almost a progression and a, a sort of a cycle that goes up and it goes down and it and you um you're just sort of able to uh work through these things everybody's able to work through anything that comes up in their life but it's a challenge because it forces you to do that it 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 in you know it's that experience it's almost like how the a lot of psychedelics experiences are challenging or bad but those are the oftentimes the most um the the most knowledgeable ones there's the most knowledge in those experiences for change in one's life uh made me realize that my potential is beyond what i thought i realized that in my past i've been a very unbalanced person incapable to balance work and life. And in different periods, I favored one over the other. I've always sort of struggled with this balance in life. And this Kundalini Yoga is really sort of the daily reminder that I need to check myself. And it checks because it pushes this energy through us and it sort of starts activating your whole body. So on top of that, I wrote, I realized I judged myself for that too much and many other things in the past. It helps me become aware of that, and that awareness is the beginning of healing process. So the awareness itself comes with the activation of the third eye. It comes with sort of the um, the unblocking of these lower and upper chakras, and and really just doing this work. Um, the awareness comes in in the moment a lot more often than it used to, and when I'm sort of um, playing out behavioral patterns that I've had all my life that have uh, caused me to um, judge my past because in my past I was living in those behavioral patterns. Uh, it allows me to think twice about how I want to behave or how I want to think or um, how I, not how I want to feel, but those are the things that I'm kind of in control of and they control, um, you know, how how I interact with that feeling, not how I control the behaving, but how, uh, the feeling, but how I interact with it. I have, uh, I have destructive thought patterns that lead to destructive behaviors. And if unchecked, um, you know, they lead to negative feeling emotions and, and it brings up a lot of this pain and this, and then it continues to be undealt with. So the Kundalini has somehow, allowed me to check my behaviors more often and it's with that sort of awareness uh, and the awareness is built up through the meditation practice in kundalini um, the poses are one thing the meditation uh, often in these videos it's said that the meditation is the most important part of the kundalini practice and that's where you know you assimilate all the information that you've that you've gained um, or eliminate 
the information uh, that is no longer serving you. And that's sort of what's happening here. And it's allowing me to uh, come in with, with concentrated awareness in situations that count, in situations where in the past I was... Uh, I would just get too lost and and too far down the road to even check myself. Um, and it would take a lot longer to realize the way I was feeling. So this is just linking up the way you feel uh, emotionally with the with uh, your mental ability, with uh, the way you feel physically as well. So once again, back to that kind of three that it works on. The power of a memory, the lower ones especially, trigger seemingly meaningless memories, seemingly meaningless memories that hold more truth in them than first appears. Uh, breath of fire is huge. That's a sort of a technique that you learn, a breathing technique. Uh, equal inhale through the nose, equal exhale through the nose um, at a fast pace. And it sort of increases the oxygen in your blood which gives you a real sense of um, elation. It, it really does make you high. You know, you're increasing the chemical of oxygen in your body, which uh, triggers a bunch of different responses throughout your body as your blood travels through your body. Yeah, so it literally is changing something. So some other things I wrote here is belief in the whole process is essential for quick growth. And not having a guru is an added challenge that is often discouraged with Kundalini. So that's one thing that we've been doing here is I've been doing this every single day, but I'm not in an ashram. I'm not in a yoga temple or whatever. I'm just in my house um, doing the same seven videos on repeat. And they don't get boring. That's what's crazy to me is it's so challenging and it's so... Uh, multifaceted in the way that there's always more to learn that I haven't gotten bored of these seven videos. Plus it's enough that by the end of the week, you're sort of ready and excited to do the next ones because they correspond with such different experiences in this world. And that's one thing that I've noticed with this is that I'll experience certain things in certain chakras and I was meant to do that. Um, I'll experience, uh, a, a strange social interaction in my upper chakras, then I'll be in my lower chakras dealing with how that's connected to uh, a sort of a trigger from my past, right? So it's, and then it's eliminating that feeling. Then the next time I'm in my uppers, it'll be a different, um, it'll be a different thing that that's teaching me something. And then I'm able to process and eliminate and learn. And the whole time that's happening, I'm behaving and acting better in my default mode network than I ever have been before. So the default mode network is sort of what we do when we're sort of unchecked. You know, we sort of run around this world. We go to work, we're driving, all of a sudden we're at the office. We're, what are you, you're doing something that whole time, but you're just sort of lost. And then you check in at these sort of different points in the day. And what this has done is it's allowed me to live more in the moment because every single time I become aware of how I'm acting, what I'm doing is a chance for me to live in the moment. And this is providing a lot more chances than, than my life was before and anything else has. Um, anything that I've learned from any, yeah, this is easily the, the most impactful teachings um, have been these ones that I've been integrating into my day through exercise, 
breath work and meditation. So this has been part one of what I've learned from Kundalini. Um, there is so much I'm missing, so much that I need to add as I continue to learn. So this will be part one. Thank you for watching on YouTube. Thank you for listening on your favorite podcast app. If you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure to rate this podcast. That helps a lot. If you're on YouTube, subscribe, and uh, we'll see you on the next What I Learned From. If you want to support this podcast and have a few extra shekels and also want to join our private discord, there's a lot of talk on there. You know, I, I'm on there whenever I see a post. So I'm commenting back and forth and talking about things that are going on either at this homestead or with the podcast. And uh, that's like a huge benefit you guys get from joining the Patreon. Plus, you know, you get to support this, which um, I hope to continue to be able to do. And I hope to just be able to continue to discover and, and experiment with myself and um, share my results and find other experts who are discovering things or experiencing things and want to share what they learned. Uh, this is, um, you know, the information is all out there to live a good life. We just need it curated properly. So that's what I'm trying to do here is kind of curate a little bit of information and try to narrow it down and give you guys something to digest here, something to intake through those upper chakras. And hopefully it will replace something and help you guys out. And if it has, make sure to like this video and uh, do whatever else. I don't know. Do something positive. Pass it on. Well, I hope I've convinced you that this is a powerful practice, that this is something to consider possibly if you are physically able enough, if you need a physical challenge, um, if it resonates with you. I, I recommend checking it out, looking into it a little bit more. And, you know, uh, I mean, even Kundalini, the stuff that we are exposed to in the West, um, it was brought over here sort of against the well wishes of the other people uh, where it originated. And, um, you know, I'm kind of doing more to spread it, but I think that it's worth spreading because we need change in this world. And Kundalini is a catalyst for change. I said that in the intro and I'll say it again. It is a powerful, powerful thing. And um, it's more than just yoga, but hey, yoga's great too. I mean, I, I used to do yoga all the time and I found that it was more interesting to me than weightlifting and other, you know, exercises that I had done in the past. So just just go to your local uh, yoga studio if it's open and, and see if you enjoy it. And maybe look into Kundalini if you really want to get wild, if you want to awaken that snake at the base of your spine you know if you want to if you want to pretend that you're in like a the doors song or something um you know riders of the storm you know if you really want to awaken something that uh, potentially will change your life for the good then give it a shot if not then whatever you can live vicariously through me and you can listen to the next one because i will do another kundalini update 100 i'm still doing it every single day and we've changed up the way that we're doing it though actually this is kind of interesting i finally have something interesting to say in one of these intro and outro things um we've we're now using our intuition we're now using the moment to decide which one we have 
so much experience with um, the seven videos that teach individually the seven chakras that we can now just check in. We do a daily check-in in the morning, um, seeing how we feel. Oh, do we feel like we have some uh, anxiety in our head, in our third eye? Okay, let's do the third eye one. Do we feel like we um, have maybe taken in a little too much of the world and we need to just relax again? Okay, let's do an elimination. Let's do a lower chakra and let's dial in on where exactly we might be feeling something at the base of our spine our lower digestion, upper digestion, uh, does our throat feel blocked? This is, uh, these are questions that Emily and I ask each other and ourselves, and it, we do it in the morning. So it kind of serves as like a nice little check-in to just put you in your feelings, which is something that I don't really do until the end of the day, until I come up here and I start talking or I look at the, you know, I get stoned pretty much. Um, or I'm doing Kundalini. So uh, it's a nice way to check in with how you feel. And that's a really interesting way to start your day. So that's been really great. That's been a change. And that's been a little update that you guys get exclusively here on the podcast audio version. Do, 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 do. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed. I'm going to just uh, list off the um, Patreons that we have, uh, we got all the classics. We got the Francis brothers, Renee, Andrew, Madison, Jennifer, Mario, Doug, Marion, Johnny, and Joanne. I'm sorry if I pronounced any of your names wrong. Please correct me on the YouTube video if it's the case, or do it in an iTunes review. But make sure it's five stars or whatever. So, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for being yourselves and thanks for making this world a better place to live i hope you wilfs have a great day and uh spread this on like it's um something that is spreading around the world still a year later somehow anyway bye <laughs>